Welcome to David Gogo's Soul Bender podcast. A journey through the blues as seen through the hazy recollections from a life on the road. Thank you, Laura. Everyone, that's Laura. Laura, this is everyone. And I'm Scott James, hunkered down and staying safe in my secret underground lair in Saanich doing some physical distancing in light of the current situation. And so, via the magicness of satellite technology, from 114.7 kilometers up the road, here's David Gogo. Thank you so much, Scott James. We appreciate your social distancing, sir. Well, folks, this is the emergency pandemic podcast episode. Uh, usually the episode of Soul Bendry comes out every two weeks on a Tuesday, but we just figured we had to um, address this situation as quick as we can. So um, I'm here in Nanaimo keeping a safe distance from my guest, Mr. Sean Hall, who is the harpoonist from The Harpoonist and the Axe Murderer. How are you, sir? I am good, sir. How are you doing? Well, I'm I'm well. Uh, We decided to be safe while we're doing this. So um, Sean uh, had the Clorox uh, antiseptic wipes, and I brought some (laughs) old English 800 malt liquor. So we're busting a cap on the 40 to talk about the situation. So... Coronavirus, the, mu- the music industry is shutting down, um, and, and it's terrible. I saw today a good friend of mine who works in Holland. He plays drums with me sometimes, but he's also a, a road manager, tour manager, and, and those guys, like the, it's the crews and, and, and the festival people that are really getting hit hard. Yeah. Um, but we're just two musicians, and we're lucky to be musicians. Before we get started, let's point out, I mean, this, it's a great job to have <laughs> if you can make it work. And, and you and I are both musicians that... Uh, actually uh, quit our day jobs yeah. a long time ago. Yeah. So we've been incredibly lucky. Yes, and the mighty Tom Wilson, if you remember a few years ago, he said to me, he says, you're like me, we're lifers. Like, this is, we have to do this. You can't start it like a car, you can't stop it with a pistol. It's in us to do. Yeah. Um, and so for <laughs> that being said, I continued, even though all my tours are canceled for the, the, the foreseeable future, um, last night with like about 48 hours notice, put on a, a live stream concert because yeah. you just have to, you know, jump these hurdles as you come to them. And it was well received. Um, but it, you know, I'm looking at my calendar now going, wow, okay, <laughs> what do I do? So how has, how has it affected you? Um, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's really put a, a wrench in any plans of, of evolving as an artist. I was just, uh, you know, Forget, you know, your your regular gigs that you've been doing with your band or your, you know, um, whatever project you've been working on for years. If you're trying to launch, uh, which I've been doing the last three or four months, right? a new band out of pocket, flying people from out of the country, flying them from out of province, filming, doing all the things that you need to do to get the word out, to be able to get booked at festivals and all that. It's, uh, it's, it's all sitting at the side of the road. Yeah, and that's the thing with this business is, is timing. Timing is crucial, especially if you're a drummer. But no, but it it really is. You, yeah, you have to know what you're going to do at least six months in advance, if not a year. Yeah. And yeah, timing a new album, and, and you know, is it going to be eligible for certain awards? Are we going to be able to book the gig? So once that schedule is just, you get the rug pulled out from underneath you. It's it's chaos. It's yeah. It, it can seem like chaos. And so I mean, for for me, I was going to use uh, CMW Canadian Music Week as the launch vessel for right. the new band and, and to get to the exposure. And, you know, you do your Friday night Rivoli gig and 
and bam, here you are, 44, but you feel like you're 24 again, and yep. and you're rebirthing. And uh, at the moment, like so many other people, um, I mean, across the board, you look at you know um, road managers, sound techs, tour managers. I look at my own manager, um, and and you know I'm trying to see uh, through the noise of even the the streaming platforms that everybody you know is is rightfully taking to the air and, and creating art from their bedrooms and their their apartments. And, and even that is, uh, I fear things getting lost. Uh, and I, and I fear, um, you know, and maybe that's not the, maybe that's not the thing to, to fear right now. Maybe it's just amazing to be able to broadcast whatever you're doing, whether it's a podcast, whether you have a show in your bedroom, whether you and your dog have a talent, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that you want to show people. I mean, maybe that's just maybe that's the saving grace for for creativity is to just have output. Well, and as much as we need to create, people also that aren't musicians, they crave to hear it, man. They, like, there's so many yeah. people. I mean, I, I know it sounds like like a corny sign at your in your aunt's kitchen. You know, music is life or something like this. But it, it is, and a lot of people like when I did the live stream last night. The comments on the YouTube page were so many people are just thankful. Like, you know, we're we're locked up. We're, we're, you know, we're self-quarantined right now. And this is so excellent. And the fact that they can watch it uh, yeah, on their computer. Yeah. And there was, we, we saw people that were saying, that we're, up, we're up dancing and, you know, and boogieing. So as much as we need to do it, there's, you know, people need to hear it as well. Yeah. So at least now, at this, this modern age, there's, there's different platforms that we can put it out there. Yeah. I mean, I think that's, uh, if we think for a second, I mean, it's funny, you... You saying that to me because I feel like I've been in self-isolation um, and doing it pretty well for the last four or five days. Uh, I've, like many people, I've been like, well, wait a minute, what's the, what's the point of trying to get yourself, you know, broadcast through the noise of what's happening? And then you realize that everybody else is stuck at home and people are trying to, you know, uh, they, they need it more than ever. They need this content, your your ability to tap into, you know, wherever you tap into. Yeah. And, and, and well, you know, there. when I do go out on the road and, and, and perform, sometimes I just think about it, what I'm doing. Like I'll get to the hotel late at night and I'm laying in bed. And I think about it in, in a very simple way. This is so weird what I do for a living. Yeah. I go from town to town and play my stupid music and people pay money to come and watch me do it and <laughs> dance and buy out. Like to me, it, it, I feel like I'm really getting away with something at times, you know? Yeah, yeah. But they, that just shows that it's a reciprocal thing. We have to do it. They, they have to have it. So it's a, it's a good deal to have, that's for sure. And uh, that was, yeah, that's the, the positive thing that we're getting out of this. Now... With, with the self-isolation, I mean, there's always things we can do. We can write songs. I can work on new scripts for upcoming podcast episodes. But we don't get paid for that. No. So? No. Uh, it's, uh, I've wondered whether this is a perfect time in our current history to sit down at the dinner table or, you know, the, the coffee table and, and renegotiate and recalibrate uh, streaming uh, monies earned right. uh, and sent towards uh, songwriters, and I, I yes. wonder if it really, truly is a moment that you know people can recognize because more than ever, people are streaming and yeah. and downloading and and whatnot. And I wonder if it's it's you know not you know just for um, 
you know, I mean, everyone's looking out for them for themselves in, in a way, but they're also trying, like, these are great opportunities for a number of things. And this might be a great opportunity to rebalance. Yeah. Should we get David Crosby to negotiate for us? Yeah. <laughs> he has strong I think, thoughts I think, on I think this. Cross, he's, he's got great thoughts. <laughs> he has amazing thoughts on this. He's not making, I mean, he's on the road. He's a perfect case in point. Yeah. He is on the road because the, you know, the money from deja vu or, or if I can only remember my name, which is like, is, you know, critically, uh, claimed record. Uh, he he's on the road because there there is no money. Yeah, to be made from from record sales. Well, and 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 before this coronavirus, the music industry suffered several um, pretty harsh blows, and it's happened a lot of industry. I mean, I'm, I'm sure photographers like there's all sorts of things that just times have changed. You know, yeah. Um, you don't sell film. You don't use those traditional cameras you know everyone just takes pictures on their phone and i'm sure it's hit a lot of things but with the music business um a few things number one when the streaming did start then people just felt music should be free some people still pay but exactly what what are we getting i don't know what what spotify pays you i i do you know we, we get a lot of spins i don't know what the money's like honestly and the other bummer is because people just stream there's hardly any record stores we're still we're lucky here in Nanaimo to have a couple indie stores. Yeah, fascinating and, rhythm. Yeah, and, and, and one commercial store. But it's not like it was. Back in the old days, you could go on the road and every town had an A&B sound or something like that. So you were selling physical units. And the other thing is royalties um, from Radio Airplay. Back in the day, commercial rock stations would actually listen to your album and consider playing your track, especially if you say, hey, we got a tour coming up. We're going to be playing Prince George on... You know, April sixteen. Here's our latest album. Here's a song. We, you know, they would actually play it. Yeah, and and that would reflect in, in the SoCan royalty checks. That doesn't happen anymore either, because most the uh, you know it's run by bean counters now, and even radio stations you've had a relationship with for 20, 30 years, they're just not allowed. The DJ is not allowed to play what he wants to play. Yeah, and same thing. We're lucky to have community radio and things like CKUA in Alberta, but. You know, it's, it ain't like like it once was. So live, getting out there live, performing hey, live. Shout out, shout out to CKUA. Oh, big time, big uh, time. By and far, my favorite radio station has been for probably twenty years straight. Nobody oh. else represents Canadian artists in Canada like CKUA. Exactly, and and so diverse and so supportive. So you know, we're lucky to have things like that. But our, our bread and butter is going out and touring because, A, you get paid for the gig, and B, that's a chance for us to be the record store. Yeah. That's where you sell your CD or vinyl and uh, T-shirts if you got them. So, yeah, if, if, if all of a sudden you can't tour. Well, you know, and that's, I, I had a, I mean, I bet you have had a, you know, one heck of a week for, you know, ideas and then waking up the next morning, you know, having a hundred ideas, going to bed, waking up the next morning, and then something else has happened in the news, and you're like, okay, let's maybe quash some of those some of those plans. You know, like, you know, how do we uh, do we take advantage of performing in in empty, you know, vessels of sound and entertainment centers and whatnot, and and, and people can do it if they're in you know larger cities, you yeah. know, such as Toronto, for you know probably up until the next week before. You know, uh, we're told that it's probably, you know, not even a good idea to, to to assemble a crew and go to, you know, places like the Orpheum in Vancouver or the Vogue or... Yeah. And though that's the thing is every morning I get up now and I kind of go, oh, God, you know, get out the iPad or my phone and you're like, let's check the news. Yeah. Let's check the Twitter feed and see what's going on now. And then you check your email. And, and you know, like we're recording this on March 21st. It'll probably come out... Uh, in about nine days could, from now. Could be totally irrelevant by the time Exa- it comes out. Exactly. But even now, I'm getting people 
who have booked shows for me in, in the month of May going, you know, we're going to have to just postpone it until we figure out what's going on. Yeah. I've even had people freaking out for gigs in September. That's a long time from now. So I tell everyone, just calm down, calm down. You yeah. know, and that, you know, you can last a month, but two, you start talking two or three months and that's, that's, that's a tough one. But like you say, every day it's, it's, it's a different game plan. Yeah, it is. A, it is a different game plan. I'm, I'm wondering what, uh, what are your thoughts about uh, the virtual festival? And it seems like people are taking advantage, you know, basically you, you get a festival, a, a name brand festival, let's say, you know, Calgary Blues Festival or Winnipeg Folk Festival, mm-hmm. and you get them to endorse and book artists and people get to play from wherever they're situated. And you get, you know, the idea, This I was thinking about this a few days ago, you get a, a YouTube channel and people subscribe and they donate for one day, two days, three days, and they attend it like they would normal festival. Uh, do you think that that is something that may be the reality uh, this summer, or do you think that's just? I, you know, I don't know. I mean, I think us musicians would like to do it because you know we still want to play and we still want to get paid. Yeah. Whether or not the audience, I mean, I think part of going to a festival is is being there. Yeah. You know, and and, and getting dirty and getting stinky and you know doing whatever you do when you're at a festival. Yeah, which is all the it's all connectivity things. Yeah. 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 So I don't know, man. It's it's. Uh, it kind of, you know, freaks me out even to think about it. And I got to admit, I, I I did an actual, my, like my last live show with an audience uh, just over a week ago up in Port Alberni. You know, and we had a small crowd, like maybe a third of what we usually get. I think we sold about half the tickets we usually get, and some people that bought tickets didn't even show up. And I just get off on playing in front of an audience and with an audience and interacting with yeah, an audience. Sure. Yeah. That That's the thing. So it, it, it scares me. And the next day... When I realized, you know, I'm going to have to not fly to Ottawa on Wednesday, I'm going to not be going down to the Caribbean and playing for a week, <laughs> playing the blues, I actually got kind of bummed out. Yeah. On the Sunday, I, I really think I kind of got depressed for a day, and I kind of you know, I went had a quick something to eat and then just went to bed, you know, because I don't like not doing my job. And I had gigs that, you know, I wanted to honor, but, you know, you, you just can't do it. You just can't do it. So I don't I don't know, you know, the, the virtual thing. I mean, as, as positive as my live stream concert was the other day, we were lucky to have uh, the Duncan showroom who are already set up. They just yeah. have been doing that for years, a five-camera shoot, just trying to get people in other parts of the country to be able to tune in and, and hopefully donate. Um, so we were lucky, but it kind of makes John look like a genius. And he actually said to me when I left last night, he goes, wow, I finally... <laughs> I finally didn't fuck something up. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's it's. I think taking advantage of uh, people that have had um, studios like this and venues set up that are you know ready to broadcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's been people like Longevity John. He's he's one. Of, he's probably the most publicized on Vancouver Island. Yep. But I think taking advantage of folks um, that have these setups that are ready to stream. I think now's the time. Yeah, I think you know the 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 more you look at it, I mean, whether we we end up getting these big three day virtual festivals and you know that that book. I mean, I'm not even you and I aren't even talking about money. We're talking about playing. That's yeah. the interesting thing so far. We've talked about money um, abstractly when we've talked about um, you know record sales and streaming and stuff like that. But but that's even being abstract. We're just talking about audience and trying to visualize you know. Uh, how and when we're going to be performing to, uh, you know, an audience, yet alone paying bills. Yeah, um, yeah. And, you know, like, when I have my time off, I have no problem with social distancing. I go up to Go-Go Mountain, and I I love being Yeah, you've you've invented it up there. (laughs) But when I'm ready to to work, 
I, you know, I'm ready. Okay, let's go down. Let's get on the airplane. Let's go down. Let's let's get greasy. You know, yeah. let's let's meet the people. Let's rock out. Let's get sweaty. And I, I'm I'm missing that already. Yeah. yeah, yeah um, so speaking of music, we'll t- we're gonna uh, we'll t- we'll play a song and we'll take a malt liquor break. Um, I've been lucky enough to have Sean, and once again, this is Sean Hall, the harpoonist from the Harpoonist and the Axe Murderer. With me today is a special guest on the Emergency Pandemic Podcast episode. <laughs> But I've been lucky, uh, Sean lives here in Nanaimo now, and I've been lucky enough to have him on several of my recordings. Um, so I think we'll play a song off the Vicksburg Call record. Um, and it, it was basically, I think, just me on acoustic guitar and, and you on acoustic harmonica. Um, I think we were both going through th- little things in our lives where we were a little raw emotionally. And I remember you, you came in with a harp, uh, and you didn't play it through the amp or anything, just into the mic. Yeah, and and I th- I think we kept the first take. It was just a real emotional. I, I think it was a first take. You you came and met me at the door wearing your your moo. <laughs> That's right. I was wearing my man dress. That's yeah, right. your man dress <laughs> and, a, and a cauldron of red wine. <laughs> so so we'll play a we'll play a song for you. This is um, from Vicksburg Call. This one's called There's a Hole. And we'll pull it. Pour some malt liquor. Yeah, pour some malt liquor. That stuff is is great. There's a hole in my bed where my Woman used to sleep There's a hole in my bed Where my woman used to sleep She was the one that I She hung her finest gown There's a hole in my closet Where she hung her finest gown I used to be somebody
All right, so that uh, was Sean guessing on my Vicksburg Call album. Uh, we've got the uh, the old E-800. It's uh, starting to touch us. Old E is starting to touch my tricky lever. <laughs> I was looking for some Colt 45, but I couldn't find any in heroin. Well, this is close enough, my friend. So there are a couple things being um, offered to musicians right now in, in terms of uh, financial help. Um, the other day, the National Arts Centre... Um, where they're going to divvy up $100,000 for people that are going to do live stream concerts. Uh, you have to send in an application. I've had several people forward me the link. I, I saw it when I woke up at 8 in the morning the other morning and immediately sent in an application. Okay. It has now been doubled with a, an extra $100,000 from the Slate Foundation. So oh, wow. Thank you, Slate Foundation. So that's kind of cool. Um, you know, they're, they're going to figure out how they're going to divide it. I, th- I think it's, you know, pr- probably a thousand bucks per person or something like that. Okay. Um, I'm not sure what the government has planned. Have you heard of any other things? I, I know Canada that- Council for the Arts has a bunch of, um, you know, initiatives and, and they, or Canada, which is coming from, you know, uh, Canada, Canadian Music Heritage, or what is it, Canadian Heritage Music? We'll, we'll figure out one of them and then make sure it's right. Um, and I and I think that uh, I was chatting with my manager last week, and she said she was talking uh, with with Factor, and that Factor is well aware that uh, musicians at the best of times love self isolation and making records, and Factor is going to make sure that there are a lot of programs in place and the funding is in place for artists to access funds to make and record records, so that there isn't this feeling of you know, helplessness and depending on, you know, um, just gig money, because a lot of us, let's face it, are hand to mouth, $100 a gig, hotel room, some chicken wings and mm-hmm. and a beer and, and good night and we'll see you tomorrow. Yeah. Um, a good chunk of us, you know, live like that. Yeah. And, uh, and I live just, you know, a bit outside that. But for most of my goddamn life, I was the $100 chicken wings, a beer and a slap on the ass good night. Yeah. So, um yeah, I mean, I think for that mentality, I think it's the time for writing and collaborating and reaching, reaching out across uh, uh, to people that, you, uh, that you've, you know, been influenced by, admired. I think it now is the, the best time, you know, for, for that kind of connectivity. Yeah, yeah. Like, like I mentioned earlier, there's always things that we can do, but it, those are kind of investments in your own futures. You're not getting paid immediately for writing a song sitting on your couch or coming up with a podcast episode. But um, I sure appreciate when I did the virtual thing, the people that uh, were donating online, you know, it, it, some people, it was, it was, you know, you could tell us they can only give so much. Other people were very generous, and, and, but it all means the same. It's all like saying that you care and you're doing it. And I realize that, that other people are, are hurt too. They're getting laid off left, right, and center in all yeah. sorts of uh, yeah. different fields. So um, it's nice that, that they're coming up with these initiatives and um, kind of some grants and that. Um, what is what is your immediate plans? So you mentioned you, you, you had a new project about to come out. Is that a complete? So, so I've got a new. I mean, I've got. I'm, I'm dropping a a, a single uh, called Ballet in a Phone Booth, and it's uh, basically it was it was, it was um, taken from the idea of how ridiculous the art of uh, humanity and making commercials in within a thirty second window. Can be, and that's and it was taken from uh, uh, you know a Terry O'Reilly show, uh, The Art of Persuasion. Okay. And uh, and this the song is pretty. It's a it's an end of the world song, um, that it happens to be about you know man's relationship versus nature, nature versus man. I would say clearly nature uh, uh, needs to be heard, 
at this time. Mm -hmm. And it's, uh, I've never written a, an environmental song before per se, and that wasn't the direct approach, but I wrote it at the Banff Center a year and a half ago. The Banff Center, I've just been told, laid off all their staff wow. within the last couple of days. This is the fucking Banff Center of the yeah. Arts. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. These yeah. guys have an operating budget of $125 million a year. They um, have a, I've never been to a better facility in my life. Yeah. And these guys are, are shutting down business. So this is a uh, um, song that I wrote up on one of those really nice pianos up there. And, and at least that's going to come out in April. But uh, there's no place for, for the new band to play. <laughs> so but look, look yeah. out for Satellite and the Harpoonist Ballet in a Phone Booth and, uh, and stream it. Uh, to your heart's desire. And... <laughs> um, it's funny when you mention the environment, though. That's the one positive thing that seems to be coming out of this um, yeah, virus. Is you know, like I read in Venice, the canals. All of a sudden, there's like creatures in the canals again. The canals are cleaning up. There's all sorts of environmental goodness coming out of it. So yeah, I mean, that's the, there's incredible silver linings there. You know what? I, I was just thinking uh, um, when you were talking about. Uh, you know, the National Arts Center and, and offering like a thousand dollars or, you know, whatever the incentive uh, financially was per musician. I was thinking the gig economy could actually self-sustain if like I've got a buddy named Ryan McNally. He's a finger picking blues guy. Wonderful guy. I've, I've been on the road with him uh, many years back and he was offering lessons. Right. And finger picking, uh, you know, blues lessons. And I, and I went, you know what? I'll throw you some bucks and I'll take this lesson off you. Yeah. And then, and because why not? I'll yeah. pay, I'll pay you 40 or 50 bucks for an hour of your time and I'll throw you this. And then what if that kind of economy started happening, happening like on a, on a, on a pretty, you know, uh, even if it was a, a micro level uh, for starting between musicians and throwing $50 here and there. Um, yeah, and I've but, seen that. I noticed my buddy Tony D um, posted something on social media the other day that he's, he's offering lessons because, yeah, he's stuck at home. He, he's not like me. He actually likes playing the guitar all the time. <laughs> I get home. I like looking at guitars and thinking about playing. I don't really play that much when I'm at home. But Tony, I know Tony likes to play, so he's, he's, he's doing that online. So Yeah, it's a fantastic time. Vocal lessons. I could be giving vocal lessons in the next, you know, five days. Yeah. You know, there's, there's, there's all sorts of things. And it's, a, it's an incredible time for us to be able to learn each other's, um, uh, you know, uh, instruments. And it's a great time. Like, I, people don't know when I'm off the road, I play piano. I've got two pianos in my house. Yeah. I've got two and a half drum kits. Mm -hmm. I don't blow harp unless I'm on stage. So, yeah. you know, I could be, maybe I'll take drum lessons from my buddy in New York. Right. And maybe I throw him some bucks and maybe he throws bucks, you know, and, and, and these are small sort of trickling ways, but, uh, you know, every little bit helps at this point. Yeah. It's a great time for an education. Yeah. And like I mentioned, I mean, we've, we've, you know, I'm, I'm going to be doing a project coming up. Um, we're hopefully going to get together and record, uh, in June with a, a friend of both, both of ours. I'm not going to talk about it yet, Yeah. but, but, you know, I'm going to need some songs. So, you know, heck. Just gonna stay at home. Like I said, I do have those guitars that I stare at. Yeah. So I might actually take them off the wall and, and come up some some more tunes. So, you know, there's always things we can do for sure. But um, yeah, um, I guess just to kind of wrap up, I'd like to thank all the folks that are supporting musicians and thinking about us. And um, 
shout out to all the healthcare workers and all the emergency workers and all these people that um, are so essential and they still have to go out and do it. I'm sure they're overworked right now. Um, and uh, so what else? What's, how do people get in touch with you or follow you on social media? What, what's your jam? How do people get in touch with me? At this particular point, just, um, uh, you know, email is great, but uh, no, forget email. <laughs> they, the Harpoonist uh, on Instagram is, that's my, yeah. that's my handle. And that's, you know, that or Facebook, Sean Hall is pretty, I'm pretty easy to reach. I think a lot of people are um, a lot more open than they've ever been mm-hmm. um, to, you know, uh, suggestions and ideas and, and I think if we don't learn and we don't, you know, take a good chunk of each day to, to be completely wide open to examining innovation and in, in, in our own skills and traits and, and opening our hearts, then we're uh, we're not we're not actually here for what's going on. And I think I'm starting to tune myself into a variety of different ways that I can be creative. Right. And um, yeah, reach me at the, the Harpoonist at, on Instagram. Cool. Well, thank you very much, Sean Hall, for joining me. Thank uh, you very much for having me on your podcast at the end of uh, the live music world yeah. in 2020. <laughs> well, good thing that all my other episodes, I talk about what I've done in the past, I guess. <laughs> but uh, this has been the Soul Bender Podcast. I'd like to thank uh, my usual co-host, uh, Mr. Scott James. Um, He's down there in Victoria keeping safe. And for all you people out there, yeah, take care of yourselves. Thank you. This has been David Gogo's Soulbender podcast. To stay up to date, follow him on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thanks for listening. Until next time.